welcome to another edition of the IDCA to Infinity Paradigm and Beyond podcast, where we bring in the most recognized faces and thought leaders of the technology industry and have candid discussions on industry topics that are top of mind for IT professionals. This time, I'm joined by Ben Haynes, CIO for Verizon Media. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. I'm surprised we waited this long, actually. I'm really happy to have you on. Um, ben, you know, this... This uh, position you're in, although you've been a CIO um, within the company without going into a lot of detail, but this is a relatively new role and you've just made a move uh, from California to New York. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days. Yeah, we're um, <clears throat> two years into a, a big merger between AOL and Yahoo. And, um, you know, we were, we were done a year ago. <laughs> but as you know, <laughs> um, and you know, it's that last ten percent is a is a killer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but this year it's been good. We've actually been able to get to more uh, future, more than just the integration. And um, you know, we we're doing some really interesting things with AI uh, on the help desk, and we'll just expand that into uh, finance and reducing call volumes and and. Uh, you know, helping productivity in that way. Um, and that's probably one of the most exciting things we're doing right now. And um, But there's, yeah, hundreds of projects going on that's uh, keeping everyone busy. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. So, you know, um, uh, we're going to get into talking more um, uh, IT leadership geek speak in a second. But before we do that, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know Ben, I'm going to give a little insight secret. Ben maintains... <laughs> the equivalent of a modern art gallery of bicycles. And many of them hang, or at least used to hang, right outside his office. How have you transferred your bicycle enthusiasm from New York or from California to New York? How's that working out for you? Yeah, well, the bikes are in storage. Oh. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. I've got, I've got my all-rounder here. Um, yeah, it's a different beast. Um, uh, the, the traffic is obviously a thing. It's a bit of a rush. Um, yep. Definitely wear my helmet a lot more um, <laughs> than I, I can imagine than I used to. And I, I'm looking for the adventure out out of the city now. And I'm looking for the, the gravel roads with no cars. Um, so yeah, slowly ramping it up. And uh, been injured for a while, so I've uh, been getting fit again and uh, looking to get out in the wild. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're. You're recovering well, yep. and um, I can only imagine. I mean, uh, having traveled to New York as much as I have, that um, for all the great things about having things at your fingertips in New York, those are New York isms that are at your fingertips. Your yeah. best bagel shop, your best coffee shop, your your best clothing store, or whatever it is. But when you actually need to get out of the city, uh, it's practically a half day planning affair. Right. So it's not as if you can just get on your bike and say. Oh, I'll weave through traffic for five minutes and I'll be on country roads. Exactly. Yeah. So I can imagine that's a difficult uh, game. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good luck. I look forward to seeing <laughs> pictures when you finally do get on the road. You know, maybe you can uh, make a trek to uh, down up to Boston or down to DC or something and back. Yeah, uh, that's an idea. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, you know, Ben, we talked a little bit before we started the show, and, and I mean, some of these subjects we've actually talked about before, um, but I think I still believe, and, and you know, based on our conversations, it sounds like you believe that these topics we're going to talk about today 
are still really top of mind and, and certainly um, important uh, to the modern IT organization. And, and the first one is, is really the role and effect of leadership or the lack thereof on the IT space. And I'm not going to you know, preface it too much other than to say that uh, the market in general, including some of us that, that should know better, talk a lot about the, um, the weakness of the IT organization or of the CIO role or the fact that it needs to change, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you and I both agree that um, in reality, it, it really comes back to a question of leadership. And that leadership is you know, both in the CIO role and it's in the, the, the leadership team that's responsible for bringing a CIO on board and, and helping to um, make that uh, CIO successful. You know, mm -hmm. uh, talk to me a little bit in your own role. You know, what do you see as some of the things that, that help you be the leader you need to be in order to have a successful IT organization? Yeah, it's, look, I think the, where we as a, a group have taken IT in the CIO role, um, you know, it's been down a bad path. I, I actually don't believe the role of the CIO needs to change. It's always been there to yep. do what we think it should be doing, which is help the business, you know, help profit. Um, and we took it down the path that was, you know, infrastructure and um, <clears throat> commoditized, basically. Yep. And, yep. and so I think it's, it's getting back to what we really, you know, the role of the CIO has always meant to be and <clears throat> providing that input to the business. And it's, it's become a lot more critical now. Um, you know, the latest buzzwords, digital transformation, all of that stuff. Yep, yep. We've always been doing that. This is nothing new. I mean... 20 years ago, we transformed finance by putting in ERP. You know, 15 yep. years ago, yep. we transformed, sa <clears throat> transformed sales by putting in Salesforce and you know, CRM tools. So it's always been there. And I just, it, it's interesting where we've lost our way. Um, I think one of the challenges IT groups uh, have is you, they become order takers and they take a backseat. And I, I think, you know, the leadership, you need to be out front. You need to have an opinion and you need to have a, a, you know, a position that is business driven. It's not technology driven. Um, that's just the how we get there, right? That it's business yep. driven and is, you know, you've got to sell it. <laughs> that's yep. for sure. Yep. Um, and and you you've got to take some risks and a lot of the a lot of things I've seen I'm um, you know I've been known to take risks and people look at me and they're like wow okay um, but I'm like okay there's no plan B uh, we need to get this done and here's how we do it um, and look the number one thing is having the right leaders and the right team around you and I think over the last two years, especially the last four, most of my time is spent with people and, yep, and yep. you know, really investing in the right leadership, setting the right examples uh, to, you know, to make sure that, that we're moving forward. And the last point on that is you have to support your people. Yep. You know, it's a little bit of a cliche, but if it's all going wrong, it's on the CIO. If it's going well, yep. CIO, you shouldn't even be there. 
Like you, yeah, need, you need yeah. to be pushing your people forward and when everything's going well. So that's yeah, just a couple no, of things. Yeah, no, I, and I couldn't agree more with, with pretty much your entire statement and, and, and just, you know, with your ending statement about people, um, you rightly called it a cliche. And, and unfortunately, though, um, many of the things that have become cliches, like we need to do better at customer service or customer engagement, mm-hmm. or, you know, we need to do better at, uh, at leading or, um, or enabling our people. Yeah, people, they've, or saying that you're good at teamwork, you know, yes, it's a cliche that all those things are needed. But ironically, um, the fact that they're considered cliches, I think, makes people believe somehow that they're going to happen by accident. Right. And, and the reality is, is that the, some of the most important things are realistically some of the easiest things we can do. Mm-hmm. And we ignore them because they're not perceived as being, um, you know, either complicated enough or interesting enough uh, from a traditional IT role standpoint. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with your focus on the people. I I, you know, I see, and you've probably seen them, you know, we, we, we see occasionally articles come out talking about how, um, you know, uh, organizations should not be looking for the senior most technical person to become the leader and to be hired to be the leader of other technical people, right. but rather someone who can, who can help make sure that the smart people in that organization are enabled to do the work that they were hired to do and, and have that, that playing field that makes it easy to do that. Um, and so we see that, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, do you agree that, that even though we see that and people talk about it, that, that six out of 10 times, maybe even eight out of 10 times, that's still not what happens in the very organizations that are talking about. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. One, one thing I saw, uh, and learned coming to the, the tech industry out of CPG, um, and Yahoo did this really well and that's continued through Verizon media is you have two very clear tracks. One is uh, an IC and one is management. And because what you see through people's careers is they think becoming a manager is the pinnacle. And they're all striving to be a manager. But a lot of people just should never be managers. Like, honestly, (laughs) they should never manage people. (laughs) And that's okay. But you give them a career path where they're actually going up the ranks and they're the same level as a manager, so, you know, it's, it really yeah. helps, um, helps these people that uh, don't want to be really want to be managers, but they see that as a career objective. Right. Pinnacle. Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I never really thought about it before, but um, sports teams have figured this out, mm-hmm. right? In fact, many of the best players, in fact, most of the best players make more money than the average coach does. Exactly. Right. And, and there's no reason why something similar can't be mari- mi- um, mirrored uh, in the enterprise environment. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, you know, so when when you know, what's your what's your thoughts? I mean, I, I know maybe we've we've touched on this a little bit, but I really want to kind of hammer it home. When you see something about how the CIO should um, role is likely going to largely move to the CMO or. Uh, you know, how does the CIO divide their role into the CIO and CDO and stuff like that? When you see that stuff, does it make you grate your teeth? Yeah, it does, because it tells me you've got a failed IT leadership group within that company. Um, and it also limits the focus of the group because, look, it's it's human nature. Uh, we Most companies are hierarchical. And when if you're reporting the CMO, just like if you're reporting to the CFO, 
guess which group gets more love, right? Yep. <laughs> it's just, yep. that's right. It's a unconscious bias, probably most of the time, but it's it's real. Um, so yeah. yeah, it tells you that you're, there's a dysfunctional IT group, um, and that the CIO hasn't done a good enough job to explain how we need to work across the company, and we have a extremely unique role where we see every department we we can stitch it together we can actually help these silos be broken down and every company is talking about silos and silos within silos and and it can with the right leadership group break through all of that um so yeah it's a little frustrating um but it also tells you a lot about it tells you a bit about the company as well you know where where they're at Yeah, yeah no absolutely i mean and that's the key right there for for every um situation like that um there's an opportunity for a cio to break the mold Mm -hmm. that has been defined either by them or by predecessors in that organization and um equally problematic is that there are still a significant number of um of c-suite leadership teams that are hiring for the wrong position even though it's called a cio they're really hiring they're hiring a cost center manager, whether they realize that's what they're doing or not. They are by what they focus on and what they reward against. Yeah. And, um, and those two things combined um, uh, lead, I think, to you know, the most common failure of IT organizations. And, and yeah. it's, it, it is frustrating. Well, uh, and so, it's, it, yeah. to me, it's a, a question of trust. And it's, a, you know, the question if you're in front of a CEO or even the CMO, like, why don't you trust the CIO to deliver what you need to deliver. Yeah. And why do you think the CMO yeah. owning that guarantees that? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Yeah. And, it, and and another thing, I mean, I, I know this is kind of uh, taking it to the nth degree now, but um, you know, they talk about, uh, well, the CIO needs to be cost uh, effective. And I said, and so what marketing or sales team or facilities team or manufacturing team isn't expected to be cost effective? Yeah. They all are. That's a fundamental baseline of being successful at managing an organization. You call it leadership or not, but it's certainly effective management is being efficient in delivering the capabilities that you deliver. Yep. But um, that doesn't preclude you, nor should it preclude you, from being able to be in a position to drive innovation for the company. Right. Yeah, right. So, absolutely. And I think there's a part of that's our fault. And, you know, going through the, the years of CIOs and um, there's, you know, irresponsible spending that happens. Yep. And, yep. Um, and also not just irresponsible, but unjustified spending. Right. And I think that's probably worse. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so it once again, it just speaks to a bit of the history and, and the, where the comp- where the company's at and, and how things have transpired. But, um, you know, there's there's a, not a lot of companies yet that see IT as more than just a cost center. Right. You know, and I'm not sure how to break that. And, you know, sometimes maybe we shouldn't. But. You're right. It's you, we have to be fiscally responsible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Every other yeah. business, and it's just, yeah. It, it's not a. Uh, it's not a um, an all-encompassing feature or requirement so much as it's a baseline for you know anyone in a leadership role for a functional organization. Right. It's 
is managing how your resources are spent effectively, Correct. even to the point of managing how much of it uh, goes towards innovation and how that money is utilized, mm -hmm. right? And and what do, what do you think? Uh, uh, and I'm I'm carrying this topic a little farther than I probably should from a time perspective, but I but there's so many um, uh, nuances that that I want to poke at. Um, what do you think about the the issue that in you know because you you highlighted about spending money on sort of spending money on the wrong things maybe or investing the wrong way right and how much of that do you think is related to the fact that the, many IT projects and, and many IT leaders um, have have decided on a project and decided on the why when the why is really the what as opposed to the actual why mm -hmm. for for building something and how much do you think that that actually creates some of the problems we see in spending in the wrong areas. Yeah, I think a lot. Um, and a lot of that goes back to comfort zone, right? Yeah. The, the IT group is very comfortable upgrading ERP. Well, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's, our, that's our job. And we can make that happen right. and it's going to be hard and I need lots of money. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, the interesting thing I saw uh, coming into Yahoo, they'd been trying to upgrade the ERP for three four years before I got there. Wow. It took me another three years. And the CFO, and I, in the end, I was, I saw it very differently. And, yeah. you know, it was out of maintenance, the whole thing, 10-year-old platform. Yep. And his constant, it just became a question of risk. And he's like, it works. So why would we change it? There's no right. benefits to right. the upgrade. And we saved millions by not upgrading yeah but yeah. the it group was just fully like no we have to we have to it's going to fall over it's going to fall you know and that's just a risk conversation but they were very right. comfortable and we you know i i actually took money away from that and put it into some marketing programs <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was customer facing right so yeah, yeah a I lot of it so is much more value there. yeah it's it's where are you driving value get out of your comfort zone but you've got to tread that line of making things don't fall sure they don't fall over, right? Because yep. we always get the blame, you know. Right. <laughs> right. And that's where there's a bit of you know, trauma, you know. We've we've got the deep scars of not doing it, and yeah. Um, yeah. pushing that risk line. But yeah, pushing the money where where is it adding value to the business? Yeah. No, uh, and uh, so I. I think all, all hard lessons and, you know, it's um, um, uh, both of us have experienced some of the same pain. I had a, a similar issue in a, in a large scale, um, actually two times a large scale um, upgrade of the, the ERP system, mm -hmm. homegrown ERP system to, um, to, to, a, to a off the shelf, theoretically off the shelf system mm -hmm. um, at HP when I was there. Uh, and they spent, uh, they spent two years. I was only on the infrastructure side. So when I say only, I was designing the infrastructure and the environment that would support the eventual application right. um, ra rather than actually designing the application itself. But as part of the project team, I watched them spend two years trying to map convoluted processes around the homegrown system mm -hmm. um, before they would build them into the new um, system. And so after two years, we ended up with a system that was um, less capable, yep. maybe cooler looking, but less capable than the original system. Right. And with no fun functional improvements in the way processes worked, you know, to reduce the, the time delay between an order coming in and a, and a PO coming out or whatever, right? right. And, um, 
and yeah, it's it's uh, these these are the projects that make or break many CIOs' careers, and in, to some degree, with good reason. But it's, oh yeah, um, to, you know, <laughs> yeah. To, to, to me, it's it's all about about capturing the risk appropriately and not getting caught up in the excitement that um, many of us in the IT world get caught up in of oh, I get to spend $20 million with Deloitte and Touche, or I get to spend you know, $30 million with Oracle right. or SAP or something or EMC. Yeah. And well, yes, doing big orders for stuff is exciting and you get treated great and you get wined and dined and you get to drive around in race cars on the track and stuff like that. That's not what should be driving your decisions. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. So anyway, okay. But that we'll, was just one we'll, point on that. Yeah. That also gets back to having yeah. a position with the business. And yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I did, and it wasn't popular, but when we had to, we we had to finally upgrade. Like we'd pushed it far enough, and yep. I sat with the business. And I'm like, guys, honestly, this is going to be a, what I'm calling a selfish technical upgrade. And they're like, what? Is it, what? You are getting no new features. There is nothing. We are switching on. We need this is so far gone. We need to do it quickly, and we need to reduce the risk of the upgrade once i get that foundation in let's go at it like then we start adding and we did it in under nine months which is unheard yeah yeah absolutely um and you know but people like you said features and complicating the business process and 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 i'm like no let's do that so yeah yeah no absolutely i think that's a great approach all right so moving on to the next subject um you know, I, I've I've been um, heard uh, comparing um, modern IT or or IT in general um, as being the modern equivalent of manufacturing um, for a business, and and the, you know there are a number of parallels, right? Companies companies many companies now, especially companies that would be considered technology companies, whether they're a Google or a PayPal or a Netflix or something like that. Uh, even an oath or or a Verizon for that matter, you know, becoming technology companies. Um, the growth and the ability to grow and scale and manage cost and, and complexity, et cetera, of the IT environment is very akin to um, what a company historically would have had to worry about uh, from being able to scale and manage the risks and efficiencies and costs of manufacturing. What do you think about that? And, and how do you see those parallels working out, even potentially with with Verizon and Oath? Yeah, so we're really at the start of of this, um, redefining IT and thinking about it a, a bit differently. And unfortunately, it's still in the two big buckets, in-source and outsource, right? And yep. we think, oh, it's just a commodity manufacturing service, so let's just outsource it because we don't need to own that. Um, and that's too broad a stroke, right? It's That, to me, is financial engineering. Yeah. Um, most of the time it's done because finance says, oh, you need to save money. And people think, oh, we'll outsource and it's cheaper. I think history shows it probably doesn't work out that much cheaper. Right. Um, and you lose, yeah, you lose a lot. You lose However, loyalty. Sometimes, yeah, you lose yeah, control. Yeah, you lose people, yeah. loyalty. You, you know, there's, there's a lot of things on right. the outside. But it can help the balance sheet at the start. Um, and there are some things that you, you don't need to own. Um, so yeah, it, it really is the start, but, and you look at the, 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 the cloud movement, right? Mm-hmm. Which I guess, I don't know, we, what are we, 10 years in, 
15, yeah, it, if you think yeah. Salesforce? I mean, I, I think from a um, from an industry acceptance and, and, you know, maturity standpoint, we're 10 years in. Technically, uh, S3 was released by Amazon in like 2006 or something like that. Right. Close right. enough. Yeah. And Salesforce is, what, 15 years old now? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Look, to me, the acceptance has been the last five years. Right. Um, and I saw this when I was uh, at Box. I was um, sitting in a lot of customer meetings. And over an 18-month period there, I slowly started to see it change. Um, and now it's kind of, it's, it's gone hyperscale. Um, you know, we don't need data centers anymore right. to that right. level. Right. Um, you know, the, it's going to take another 10 years to work through this. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's because you're dealing with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it, there are a lot of technical challenges, but you're dealing with people and um, changing that paradigm and, and how we think about things. Uh, it, it's going to take time. I, I think the, the technical challenge here is integration. Um, and, you know, as we go best of breed, you're seeing a lot, and that's why, you know, Salesforce spent so much on MuleSoft. Yep. We're working out how do we stitch our data together and that, that becomes the secret source um, of everything that we're trying to do in, the, in that manufacturing paradigm, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree. And so, so when, you, when you think about that, I mean, trying to drill into that a little bit more, um, do you see like, um, uh, you know, the, the ability to adapt quickly to a changing market environment, um, the ability to, to scale or distribute globally, uh, you know, when you think about when you think about the parallels of manufacturing, it's like, mm -hmm. well, I need to be able to manufacture in China because that's a big market. It doesn't make sense to ship stuff there or in in France versus in Oklahoma, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you, do you see parallels there? And and it, I would agree that in many cases, uh, you know, based on what you just said, I would agree that in many cases that doesn't necessarily automatically mean that you've outsourced or that you've put it all in someone else's cloud. But from a theory of development and deployment, do you agree with those parallels and, and feel that that's an important part of, of what IT leadership should be doing as far as enabling mm -hmm. IT is concerned? Yeah, no, 100%. Look, the, the, scale, the first thing is you our, our system. So, well, I mean, we go back to ERP. I can't believe we're talking about ERP in 2019. <laughs> but that foundation are not built to scale globally. Right. Okay. So that is building the old paradigm. You you flip to you know web scale technologies, they can fully make use of all the distribution of AWS or you know all those different cloud providers. So IT needs to be rethinking how we build things, because that is already there. That infrastructure already exists. This isn't an infrastructure problem. I yeah. don't believe it's an architectural and software design yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah that IT is not leading the charge. Uh, and, and you also have vendors that just can't get their right. head around it um, and, and probably won't. Uh, so the, it, there's just huge opportunities now. And IT can be doing things that we couldn't 10 years right. ago. Um, and we need to be pushing that envelope. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And so 
uh, I, I want to um, wrap up this this uh, segment um, uh, and bring in something that's obviously been near and dear to my heart recently, and I know um, to some degree is um, is an important aspect of what uh, even your parent company Verizon is working on right now. And and see, you know, based on what we were just talking about, uh, do you see the the advent of and or need for um, edge computing as being tied directly to to um, potentially help forcing the issue? I don't know that it will force. Um, it, it, it's definitely going to enable. Um, but if you think, if you take a step back and think about AWS and and Elastic Compute, mm -hmm. is that forcing IT groups to change yet? Or is it really the demand from yeah, the customer yeah. and, and being able? So I think 5G 100% is going to enable right. a lot more. Um, and we're going to see a lot of innovation come out of that. And look, revenue, they're going to, are going right, to force it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, if there's a revenue stream at the end of 5G, you know, that's, that's what's going to really yeah. drive it. And there's an amazing enabling technology there that um, is going to open up new, new revenue streams for a lot of different uh, organizations. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. So, um, uh, you know, Ben, uh, uh, as I knew it would be, this has been uh, an amazing chat. And, um, and I always enjoy um, uh, talking shop and, and talking about the industry with you, um, even when we're not doing it technically for... Um, something like a podcast, what, what, um, what would yep. you offer up, you know, to, to anyone listening in, what would you offer up as kind of a closing statement on either one of the topics we just covered? Um, yeah, I, I think for me, the, the role of leadership and the role of the CIO, it's, it's never been a better time to step up. Uh, there's a lot of things colliding with the, the pace of change, the technologies that are available. And, you know, don't be afraid to step up, get the right people around you. And we really need to start yeah. pushing yeah. And, and, and be contributing or you'll be left right. behind. And um, that's, you know, that's, it, it's yeah. up to us, yeah. I think, to, to be doing that. Yeah, would, would you say that... Um you know, in, in, in a Mark's translation that the IT role has uh, never had a better opportunity to, to, to influence the future of the business when you consider that every business is actually attempting to become a technology business, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, don't jump on the bandwagons of all the right. buzzwords. Get, get practical, sit with your leadership and work out, you know, decom decompose the, the buzzwords into how it actually helps their business because not everyone's a Netflix, you know, a blockbuster or a yep. Kodak, right? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, there's a few of those around, but there's everyone who's actually has the opportunity to use technology better for their yeah. companies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ben, uh, this has been fascinating. And uh, um, I, again, really appreciate you joining. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Great thanks. chatting. And, and folks, uh, just want to thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, thanks again to Ben for joining. Um, you know, uh, Ben 
is uh, is a wealth of information in the industry. He's had great experience in different uh, various different uh, leading CIO roles. Um, uh, he's a regular on the speaking circuit, uh, and he's fairly um, uh, available via Twitter. Uh, how can people best find you, Ben? Yeah, I think Twitter is the the best. Behind zero. So behind zero, folks. If you didn't hear him, write that down. Behind zero. Um, he's always worth uh, listening to on Twitter, uh, and um, uh, I don't think um, uh, you'll waste any time adding him to your uh, list of uh, to be followed. Um, and with that, uh, we're you know we're always looking for new people on the show. If you have somebody you'd like to recommend, uh, please email us at podcast at idc-a.org. Until then, I'm Mark Teeley. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, where I'm occasionally blogging uh, and certainly contributing uh, to discussions, and on Twitter at mteeley10. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining, and thanks again to Ben.